Well, there, there's a reason we call it death piles and taxes. It's because i got a whole load of stuff that I just need to list, and I haven't been doing it. Well, Adam, you're not alone. That's why people are listening right now. I know that they're just tiptoeing around them death piles all around their houses and apartments. It's real fun to buy, but it kind of stinks to sell. So what can I do about it, buddy? Well, you're in luck. Uh, we partnered with a great company called Sellhound. And what they're going to do is they're going to list all your death piles for you. They'll do the work for you. Oh, I love it when people do the work for me. How do I get in on that deal? Well, first off, they're going to let you try it. First two are free on the house. After that, man, they got simple plans. They're just going to make it easy. You take a few pictures, you send it over to them, and they do all the work. That sounds really too easy, and I've used it myself. It's awesome. D-Roy, what do our listeners have to do to take advantage of this? Just do Death Piles 25, Death Piles, all capital letters, at the end when you're signing up for your payment. So, and you'll save 25% off whatever plan you go with. That sounds awesome. Get out there, start listing, start selling so you can go out and buy some more stuff. Welcome in. It's that great time of the week. It's time for the Death Pile and Taxes podcast, episode number 35. I got my buddy over here, Easy Money, just tinkering around on his phone. Tinking around, am I, on my phone right here, Death Piles and Taxes. Hey, it's a special uh, episode here. I got I got a nice uh, do 30 for you. A do 30? A red code do 30. Yeah, you got the old uh, code red, Mountain Dew. It's a good day. Not a voodoo 30, but a do 30 code red. A voodoo kudu? A voodoo kudu. You got any of those voodoos yet? Oh, oh, there it is. I needed that. Have you, found, have you found a voodoo out in the wild? I haven't found any voodoos yet. How about you? I saw one the other day, but it was sitting on the shelf. It was when I was running into a store during work hours, and uh, I didn't grab it because it wouldn't have been cold one, and I didn't want to haul it around all day and then bring it back and put it in my car. So I got, I got friends that hunt kudus. Is that the same thing? I don't know what you and your friends hunt, <laughs> and uh, I don't know what a kudu do. Your buddy Painter, he likes to go hunt those kudus. Don't know what that means. Yeah, you'll have to ask him about that. I'm not sure I want to. Speaking of that, how was your uh, your Bendy trip? Didn't you have a good uh, weekend with the fellows here last weekend? Man, you were you were right there, the part, the heart, and the part of it. It was a good time had by all. We had a great time. I think when we get derailed, I'll go into a little more, a uh, little more story of it, but a little more detail of it. Let's just say I have a little more pep in my step at the end of that ooh, day. Ooh, ooh. Well, I think we ought to hit hard. There's been some big new eBay information. There's some new eBay information just came out today. Um, in the past, we'd do a special episode, but it just lined up that, you know, here we are. So let's go over the fall uh, seller update. Um, those of you that are new to the uh, podcast or new to eBay, um, it used to be twice a year. Now it's about every quarter, give or take. eBay will come out with a seller update. And what that is... Uh, is the new rules and regulations somewhat just the updates, housekeeping notes? How about that? And our job here is to help you be um, I oh, guess, aware aware of it, but also to give you this knowledge in a fun way that you'll feel like, man, I want to go out and do that so I can make more money. What used to happen is these would come out and everyone would cringe and say, oh, no, what are we going to have to do now, right? They always used to be more uh, rules and regulations hoops to jump through is what it felt like. Um, lately, they've been a lot more uh, seller compliant. It kind of seems like it's more just helping us out. Um, new rules and stuff, and it's, it's good to be on top of your game. So when something does happen, if you have to talk to customer service or um, you're just trying to set up your store, you know what's going on kind of thing. So it's good to know the rules to the game, right? 
I think the big one is the multi-user feature. Yeah, everyone's been really excited about that. I know we talked about it back with the eBay Open a little bit. They've talked about doing this for for a while now, but it's actually rolling out. Um, basically, for people like you or me who've been talking about hiring somebody to help uh, list, our biggest holdback's been, well, you give them the reins to the kingdom. You just say, here's my account info. Um, go for it. You know, that's kind of what scared a lot of us, but... Uh, with this, apparently, um, they have to have an eBay account, from what I understand, and you can limit them to, hey, you can just take pictures, hey, you can just do updates or descriptions. They can create and edit drafts and publish revised listings. Um, I like it because you know, every other software that I work with, you know, the big one that I work with is QuickBooks Online. You know, That's where we keep track of all of your, your income and expenses and payments on, on those for a lot of other type of companies. But it allows you to grant access uh, to different people, and you can. The cool part, and I'm not sure if they're going to have it, but it has an audit log. You can actually go in and see when that person was logged in, and then the activity that they performed. I'm sure it could get to that point right now. I think they're just rolling it out, so I'm not sure on all the details. But I do know that they'll have um, you control it basically, so you don't just hand over full access to somebody. You say, hey, you can do this, or you can do that, or. I hired you on, you're doing a good job, I'm going to give you a little more authority, you know. So maybe they can't put the prices to what you're selling, but they can take pictures really well, or they can write descriptions really well, that kind of thing. But everyone seems to be really excited about that. Yeah. I've heard. Usually there's the, uh, oh, no, you know, they're going to take away everything, but this time everyone seems to be happy yeah, so far. Is falling. Can you believe it? And there'll be I people. Can't believe it. I mean, there'll be people that come out and like, you know, always, always they're will be. They're jobbing me. They're stealing all my money. They're letting people come in and change my store. All I have to do is give them access to it and allow them to do it. <laughs> yeah. So, what else we got? The um, reason they're doing these updates, and I promise you, is that the show, Trevor Hooper was asking about all these fees and stuff. He's he's still sticking his toe in the water. He yeah. wants to try it, but dipping it. He's a he's a shrewd man. He's he's making sure you know that he has he doesn't want to get ripped off, no. so to speak, but. And again, that becomes your, your why. Like, you're not going to come into this selling items for $500 profit in week one. You might sell one or two, but you're not going to come in and sell, you know, a hundred of them every week. Cause More if, than likely, no. If you were, everybody would be doing it. And, and part of it's, you know, he wants to understand it, which is smart. Yeah, you understand what you're getting into. Uh, trying to break down fees and stuff, it gets a little complicated because you're talking 10% here, 30 cents to list an item there. And, and it's hard because they don't put it together like a per transaction. It's kind of bundled. So, like, you get a hit once a month, and it's like, well, what was that? Or But, yeah, at the end of the day, like you were just saying, eBay's in business. Um, like, Amazon, Walmart, they sell things against you. Like, they have stores. They have their own items they're selling with or against you. You're kind of competition with them. eBay doesn't have their own brand. No. They're not selling their own their own items. So, their only income is if you sell. Your brand is eBay's brand. Yeah, they, they need you to be successful for them to be successful, so the whole eBay is going to take over. <laughs> Which, I don't want to derail us already. Yeah, go for it. Did you see uh, your picture in the newspaper? So, I'm, <laughs> I mean, you need to get better at Photoshop, but I thought that was great. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking, Photoshop. There, there's a picture of an alien body that, you know, I wish I was near that skinny, and then a little square with my head on top of it, like... Blended in there, but it was, it was a more current picture than I'd seen in a while. Hey, that was the Prop Valley Times. I mean, you were the one that, you know, they're, they're prepping for you guys that are going to break into Area 51. <laughs> as long as the Prop Valley Times is only showing me out in the desert as an alien, that's the only news story they got me, I think I'm doing all right. So hey, you know what, I just I just want to throw that out there. 
Yeah, no, we saw that today. You're having some fun on the Facebook. It gave everyone a good, good chuckle. Give me a chuckle. Hey, I just pulled it up from the website. I'm <laughs> sure you did. I know. I know. Sorry. So you, didn't, you didn't touch that or do nothing, I'm sure. I don't know. My my Photoshop skills are extremely limited. Uh, uh, I don't even know where that came from. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, I'll just that our buddy Jay Wilkerson. Jay just, Wilkerson. It looked like about the same picture of, of him with Sarah Palin. No. But, I mean. Don't know where it came I was from. Hoping, I was hoping in a decade you could be a little better than that. So, uh, Prop Valley Times is. There you go. So, uh, if you don't know what we're talking about. Death Piles and Taxes Facebook group. Go over there, take a look at it. It'll give you a chuckle. Go look it up, Eric. Uh, you know he's he's going to raid the Area Fifty One and do all those good things. <laughs> Anyways, don't get us derailed again. The, um, the homecoming of Adam Beasley. That's right. Take so, back our land. That's the marketplace update. Now help me because this is a, a real question that I've had, and this is there's so many different um, platforms, I guess, but. Inventory optimization, like keeping track of inventory, Oof. selling, doing, like what should you be doing? Everyone has their own system as far as inventory, and I wish I had a better system. Um, eBay does give you tools so that when you do your listing and stuff, you can put little numbers in places or, or however you want to do it. Can, some people put it on the title. Some people just go ahead and put it in the actual listing. They'll put um, whether they're making their own SKU number or... There's some, you can add notes, that kind of thing. Uh, that breaks down. I remember going back to our eBay class. Um, it's been a few months ago. They did a whole, a whole week about this. Um, some people have bins. They put on their number. They have a grid system to where they're, you know, they put the bin on this shelf rack, A12, whatever. And inside they have bags. Bags have numbers. My inventory system is, I know my sports shirts go on this rack. I know my scout shirts are on that rack. I know my nice dress shirts are downstairs on this rack. I know what I put away in this tote. I know my... You've kind of got an idea. If I was to die, Lord forbid, and something sold, no one would have a clue, rhyme, or reason of why things are where they are at my house. So I got to... You just brought up a great point, Ted. I think we need to look into life insurance policies because if you go, like... File and taxes. Now you sound like my mother-in-law. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying I've, I've, had, I've heard this before this week. I, I probably need to pull out a good life insurance policy because our podcast is growing and like that's the, true. You, the people want you. You don't. I can't be insured too much. I don't need to be where I'm uh, worth more dead than alive. But yeah, okay. Well, you're pretty close already. Uh, that's my. That's my fear. <laughs> so. <laughs> I'll look into that. More, more value. Okay, you let me know what you find. Insurance policy. That's Insurance an account policy. type question. So, I mean, everyone has their own kind of inventory system. You should have some sort because if something sells, uh, the last thing you want to do is be digging through things for 30 minutes trying to find it and then or not being able to find it. I've had that happen maybe twice in the years <laughs> I've been doing it where I can't find this item anywhere. For some reason, my wife has a sixth sense about things. So if I can't find something, even though there's no rhyme or reason she didn't put it away, I'll say, this is what I'm looking for. I'll show her a picture. She does put up the shirts, like her, so, but I, we know how that goes. Yeah. But she can go find anything in my house at any given time. I can be standing right in front of it, and uh, she'll be like, this, this is what you're looking for. It's right it's right here. Um, so for whatever reason, I got that going for me, but there's been a couple of times where I just couldn't find the item, which is embarrassing to say to the person, um, I'm going to give you back your money because I don't have it anymore, or I can't find it. Yeah. And, I mean, the reason I bring this up is is they are changing categories on October 15th. So here in about a month, 
but adding some other categories okay, so kind of get you in a different sense of yeah. where you should be searching. Well, the categories is also in your listing, um, your item descriptions can go in different categories with that. So, And again, that's in that, that really good description of what we talked about, what people are looking for. That's again, if they're looking for a certain item, you know, for instance, cameras and, and photos, you know, cell phone. They want it to be able to go into that category, so as people search that, they're just getting that blanket list of items. Yeah, it's going with the, like we were saying on the uh, filter, where they can filter it down a lot more specific too. Um, just so people, yeah, because when you pull up something that says twenty thousand results, you don't want to look through twenty thousand no. things. You want to just find the item you're looking for. And this again goes back in what a couple episodes ago. It's BGSCT. Now, do you remember? Do you remember what that stands for? No, I'm so I, I wrote it down. It's right here in my sticky note. Okay? I, I saw you write it down. This is one of the, the important things. As you're listing your items, you want to list them in this order because this is how people search them. You're looking for brand, gender, size, color, and T theme. Uh, theme. 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 Yeah. So in this instance. Throwing it out there, it's hypothetical. If you need to, it's a double comma comma. That's the story we're going to look for. <laughs> if you happen to be looking for this, and some people might be hypothetically. Good friends in Arizona, maybe, or anywhere. The brand would be Nike. The gender would be men's. The size would be medium. Color, gray. Theme, Arizona Cardinals hoodie. It's real nice. Type in a little special <laughs> episode, Death Piles and Taxes, they'll give you $5. Hey, NFL's kicking off this weekend, so I you know, need it. That's what I'm saying. So. Uh, you have me tell medium. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> double X, double lama comma. Er. So no, what we're talking about getting your items and categories. You know, as you're listing, it's very important that you do so in a correct way. And I started doing this. I went in and improved a little bit. And like I said, we had a pretty good sales. Yeah, sales sales do improve. And uh, the thing is, too, when I when I'm listing things, and a lot of my things are wrestling, which is kind of obscure, or Wrestle. or sometimes your country music shirts. So, uh, for example, if you're listening to Guns N' Roses shirts, can give you. Uh, concert shirt, whatever, music breakdown, that's going to be like vintage or modern, and that's going to be like bands, and then you'll put R, and it'll bring up a bunch of bands like Rancid, Guns N' Roses, I guess that'd be a G. But anyways, it brings it up alphabetically and gives you a point to put it in, right? When you're doing country music, unless it's like a Garth Brooks or something, it brings up country music artists, starts with... No. So they're adding more categories so that you can be looking for that person that starts with a K, or wrestling card, other. You know, not breaking down to Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, because um, some people just collect certain things of certain people, and that's going to make it a lot more filtered of a search so they can find your things and buy your things and not be looking at uh, 20, 30, 40 results that have nothing to do with what they're looking for. They scroll through a page or two, they get bored, and they leave and go to Amazon or yeah. somewhere else. We, we want your things to be found and to be sold. So the way that you list and also on the... Uh, on the description, not the description, but the, uh, um, what's that one, the Google filter. Well, I can't think of what that's called right now because we're doing a podcast and I have to think. Your item specifics, that's what it's called. Oh, I thought, usually my Google filter is my wife. I'm like, I can't find this. You look yeah, yeah, it's like we said. But no, your item specifics, so you put red, you put, you know, brand, all that in there as well. That filters over to Google. That's why I call it the Google filter. It's because that's where Google's pulling this information from. It's not pulling it from your description necessarily. It's these other item specifics that's going to help you be found in the Google search. And we all know, I mean, I'll be a dead horse to the ground, but uh, the holidays are coming, friends, and people are going to be shopping online. 
Now, they might not be going to eBay directly for the items they're looking for. But even if you search it on Google, it'll pull up to eBay. But if you search it on Google and you filled in those item uh, specifics, right, for what they're looking for, so the person that's looking for that Cardinals uh, hoodie puts in, hey, I'm looking for a Nike Cardinals hoodie that's a medium, men's, and hopefully Adam's thing pops up in the first page, right? Uh, versus if he doesn't put any of that stuff and they just put, you know, Nike hoodie, whatever, Cardinals. It might pop up St. Louis Cardinals. It might pop up, um, you know, some other football hoodies because it doesn't have all the specifics. So the more specifics you can put in there, the more likely your thing is to be found. Yeah. And the more likely it is to be sold because, you know, the more that pops up to be sold, obviously, the, or the more it's found, the easier it's going to be to be sold. Okay. Easy for me to say. Yeah, it's easy for you to say, less for you to do. So, so eBay is expanding categories so that you can get more specific and people can hopefully find your items easier. See, and if you did, the, I just did exactly what we were talking about, you know, and typed in that thing, and I mean, like the third thing down is pulling it to um, eBay, you know. Yeah, I mean, if you go searching, a lot of the times yeah. um, on the search bar, you can see it will come to an eBay store. Also, the same secret that we were talking about a few weeks ago, white background on that initial front page item. Yeah. Google's going to pull that. And Love if it. you don't believe me, go look. I mean, just Love it. Just search for anything and there, go to any online um, retailer then, right now and see it. And then do it. And do it. So what else do we got on this uh, seller update that we're going through? Uh, the other part of the seller update would be, I was looking at the specific I know. Now you're going to buy you a hoodie. I know. No, I'm selling the hoodie. I don't need a hoodie. Oh, tell people that. They might send you a hoodie. I don't need that hoodie. Uh, talked about, let's see. Oh, the interesting one that I didn't know about is is uh, price difference on selling cars. Oh, it's, you know, good, we should have back in here. Good Colbert in here saying, hey, this is what happens when you're selling cars. I guess there's a simplified pricing option on car and trucks. And you know, I'm not sure if there's a lot of people in here, but hey, you can, you can do it. I you mean, can sell anything on eBay. There's a market for it. I've known people that have bought off eBay on cars and go across the country because you can find whatever car you're looking for. And I've also known a few people that have tried selling stuff. I mean, obviously, if you have something that's worth a little bit, you can throw it up on the auction and uh, and go that way. It's uh, eBay Motors is its own little subsection of people that that's all they do. You know, like uh, when Cole was in here back on episode, I don't remember what episode number it was, um, but he was talking about a guy that he worked with. That's all the guy did. He had these extra things and parts laying around the shop that they just go and uh, uh, basically they go scrap metal. They just throw them away. And he said, you know, um, you can make some money off this stuff. Yeah. And the guy's like, nah, I don't know about that. And he said, well, let me come in here and show you. So he came in, started the guy a little eBay business, and he was uh, going from throwing away scrap metal prices to they were selling. I mean... That was the weird thing, because to me, I'm selling items, and if I sell something for 50 bucks, 40 bucks, I'm feeling like top of the world, you know? He'd be uh, coming, and we'd be talking end of the week or whatever. He'd sell items for 500 400 $300, like, on the regular. It's awesome. So, if you know anything about parts or cars, that might be something to look into. I obviously can't break it down, because I don't do it, but uh, look, looks like they're, they're helping you out there. So, that's our inventory optimization. Inventory optimization slash cars. All right. Growth tools. That's okay. the one we, ter- we talked about, your buddy Terapeak. Yeah, Terapeak, I think they're a little surprised that people aren't using Terapeak more. I think they are because it's, I don't know, I've never used, you showed it to me. Remember we talked about this probably three years ago? Yeah, you were amazed by it. That we were getting talking about like selling things for Halloween and all these weird things that yeah. people could make as artists. 
and you showed it to me, I was really, really fascinated by it. But I think what people are, this is just my guess, is I can go on my phone and I can, you know, take a picture or scan an item and I can hit sold completed and it pulls it up. I don't think that Terapeak is that easy. I mean, maybe you can explain it to me. Can I? I think people are doing what you said. Um, however, for those items, those more long tail or more expensive items, I mean, double check with Terapeak. You could be going through a thrift store and find a, like a piece of art, for example, or or even like your McDonald's. I always bring back your McDonald's thing. Um, just because one might not have sold in the last 90 days doesn't mean that's not valuable. And without knowing what something's worth, you might say, oh, that's a cool picture by some guy, you know, maybe you can read his name. And you search on eBay, nothing's been sold. But you can tell it's a higher quality piece. Uh, you put it over in Terapeak, you got, you know, three years worth of data, and you see one went for $20,000. Now, that's something that you might have just looked over if you were just doing it the old school, the easy, fast eBay way. Um, with the eBay mobile app, it is easy to just to scan or do your search that way. But if you have something that you think is a little more expensive, a little more valuable, um, go to Terapeak. And the other thing with the Terapeak is you were able to see it trends and what was selling more, more of the data, more to, more to jump in and get some of those numbers. I know you're a numbers guy. Um, so uh, people should explore that a little more. I mean, you're, you're getting it. It used to be, I, I think it was like $29 a month uh, for a subscription. It was, it was I remember it was pretty spendy, and now they just rolled it in. So they rolled in. You're, you're paying for it. They own the company. Go explore. Um, you know, it breaks down. It has a lot of different features, but it's something to explore. And I think uh, their, their thought was probably people would be throwing parades. And like I've said the whole time, is this is uh, your secret weapon that people just aren't using. Whoa. What happened here? Whoa. Break it down. I just went to Welcome to eBay Seller Hub. Let us show you around so you can get started. Uh-oh. Wow, this is this is kind of cool. I can customize it. It's even like my own, uh, what are they, uh, dashboard. Yeah, I got a dashboard now. Yeah. You, you got, haven't you had Seller Hub before? Uh, I told you. Yeah, I'm sure. Mm -hmm, yeah. Okay. I was just discovering this eBay.com that his wife's been running for him for... <laughs> This eBay. No, I'm trying to get into the, the Terapeak thing. Well, you can go to Terapeak.com. Well, no, the, e the thing just said you can go right here. It says well, Terapeak, an exclusive right, is now available in the okay. Seller Hub. Okay, they are going to start putting it in the Seller Hub. That's part of this update. Apparently you didn't read the update. Well, I thought... I'm sorry, what that's I thought. A, that's probably you thought. I'm reading... Hey, the last thought you had died of loneliness, pal. <laughs> that's probably true. <laughs> no, I guess, like I said, you can get into it. Because that wouldn't make sense <laughs> to go to a different website to get to the same thing. No, yeah, they are integrating that stuff in there. You're you're correct, sir. Right, right there. Maybe that's hoping that people use it a little more. Boom, bam, shackalam. But I would also put the app, uh, the Terapeak app, on your phone, and I would also have your Terapeak uh, able to log into on the uh, the web page just for uh, what they might not put on your seller hub will come in a little more uh, just to have it accessible. Hmm. Well, yeah. And it's not going to hurt nothing. It's not going to hurt nothing at all. And when you want to do those deeper dives, you know, that, that more rare stuff. Because, I mean, we've all been there before where you see something you're like, this has got to be worth something. And it's not when you're doing the retail arbitrage. It's when you're at a garage sale or you might be at a thrift store, but you're like, I know this is worth something, right? Yeah. But you can't find any information on it. Now, Terapeak's just going to help you dig a little, little further. Quite deep if you need to be. And if you need to be, and it might turn out that it's not worth anything, or it might turn out that it was worth, you know, a couple hundred bucks. And, and the thing is, it's, again, it's part of your learning curve. That's what you're trying to do. You're trying to get better at what you're doing. 
And if you're new, all this might sound a little overwhelming. You don't need to know any or all of this. But, I mean, it's, it's good to eventually you'll get up to where you, you go with this. I know a lot of people, that's our problem. We were also talking about this is we have the people that have been selling for longer than than any of us, right? And then we have the new guy that's like, explain this uh, fee to me. So we're trying to balance this in between so everybody kind of gets it. Um, so if this is over your head or you just don't want to know about it, that's fine. But if you're... You will be entertained. Stay with us. You'll be entertained, but we got to break it down for the person that does want to know about we're it, right? We're getting in the nuts and bolts right now. We are getting a little in the grass and the weeds, but this is, a, this is a deep dive on usually something that we just, you know, uh, laugh and giggle about. Yes, kicks and giggles. Yeah, so so utilize Terapy. Give it a try. Again, the holiday season's coming. You can see what's going to be trending on Terapy a lot of the time, too. So, Or you could in the past. I guess I can't say that indefinitely. But. And the last part is the part that nobody really reads. It's the fine print saying, here's what you need to know. Additional protection benefits, top-rated sellers, blah, 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 correct policy issues, well, top-rated sellers, that's, that's us. Return exceptions for jewelry and watches. Yeah. Don't you got a Pelican watch? Didn't he show you a watch over the weekend? It wasn't over the weekend. Uh, Pelican's watch collection, I guess. It's, he's been selling off. It's been shrinking or something over the years. Yeah, it's just kind of getting smaller. But he used to have quite a watch collection. He'd uh, show it off. I always liked it because he tried to show you his Rolex, but he got it in Tijuana, and it's a Dolex. It's the, old, the old Tijuana Rolex. Yeah. The Folex, it, it didn't tell time. No. It had those, uh, what was the Rolex? It uh, had the, uh, the sand or whatever, and yeah. it kept it wound all the time. The fine uh, crushed pearl or it something would, like that. And it would turn your wrist green. Oh, yeah, his, his was sand and then turned your wrist green. But So I guess there's some return exceptions for jewelry. That's where that came from. Yeah, I, they were also going to do some other things for top-rated sellers as far as if people were trying to return on you. Kind of like we talked about before. Um, people trying to scam you, uh, if you're getting things returned, you're going to have a little more recourse in, as far as if you take the return, what you're paying back on the return, he's basically going to stand behind you some more. Um, that kind of a thing. So go through, I mean, obviously this is a quick, quick uh, Adam and Derek explanation. Do yourself a service. Go find uh, the eBay fall seller update and read it for yourself. Because you are going to be held accountable to the rules, right? Yeah. You, you got to live by them, so. So you, you need to know what's up. We just give you a brief synop- synopsis. How do you spell that? With a Y. Okay. And uh, let me go from there. So that's our eBay update. eBay update. Fun information. So uh, lots to uh, digest there. Let's uh, let's take a break. I'm, I'm about ready for a break. Let's let's have you hit that do 30 oh, with okay. the code red. The code red. I want you to come back on fire. Sounds good, buddy. What was what? We're, we're back on the air. I'm obviously not going to say what I was going to say with uh, that question. Oh, uh, we're back. We're, we're, we're giving information there, D-Roy. Hey, during the break, I am getting uh, text messages from my secret scout uh, looking at Christmas-type items, wondering if you want, if I want um, them to purchase them. You are a nice... Now, this isn't coming from the liquidation store next to your door, is it? We'll get into that liquidation store. Let, let me finish this okay. up. I'm just making sure you're not poaching my territory. <laughs> I've tried. Um, you did? What do you mean you tried? I'll get into it. Let me finish this. And, and let me... Okay, let me totally backtrack, and we'll come forward. All right. Uh, going back to what we were just talking about with the fall seller update, one thing that I did want to bring up that we didn't bring up is now 
if somebody has a uh, item in their cart from your store, you can send them an offer. Ooh. So they might put it in the cart, be thinking about it, go off to get their hair done, or go get the kids from school, or go back to the shop to, to work or whatever, and just leave it there, abandon it as if, uh, you know, might be a phrase that they use, I don't know. Now you can go and say, hey, I see that you put my uh, item in your cart, I'll give you $5 off, and they get a little email that says, hey, Ooh. Derek wants to sell this item to you, he'll give you $5 off. Do you know why they're letting you do that? Because eBay makes money when you sell stuff. So, okay, so I got a little spy out. I'm already looking for Christmas items. I'm not going to give you the Christmas bolos, even if you follow me on the Instagram or the Facebook or the Twitter machine, probably. But if you want to talk to me directly, we'll talk. Ooh. So if you want to send me a, a, a message. DM. DM. Direct get, message. Get my DMs or, uh, you know, message me and say, this is what I'm thinking. What are you thinking? We can discuss. But this is a... Uh, Something that gets a little, little topsy turvy, and you know. This is now. So here's this. This time is personal. I'm going to throw this out because this is what friends of the program want to know. They want to know numbers, man. Like they want to know. I've had some people asking, saying, "Guys, listen. I know you're talking about, you know, Brumps beans. He's getting like, yeah, we're selling a couple hundred dollars here and there, thousands. Like, what is your expectation in the that six week lead up to Christmas?" Well, you show me your bank statement and what you're making, I'll tell you what I'm making. That's what I, just, I'm I just showed you mine. I'm not saying you. Okay. I'm saying friend of the program. Well, listeners want to know, man. Um, and like, are we talking, this is like a couple hundred dollars? It's so talking? hard. Um, here's the problem. If it's a hot toy, like, say, the uh, Fingerlings a couple years ago. Yes. Uh, $10,000 easy is what you're hoping to make. Okay. Last year, there wasn't that hot toy. I got bailed out because there was a... Uh, Ryan's Magic Eggs or something like that. Yeah. They couldn't get over in England, so I was selling those. And I did pretty well, uh, thousands of dollars again on that. A couple of years ago, we had the Hatchimals. So if there's that hot toy that's going to take off, I'm thinking anywhere from, from five dollars to $10,000 realistically is something that can be done. Yeah. But that's going to the store all hours of the day, traveling multiple states and clearing shelves. Yes. Which means, I mean, usually by September... I'm starting to buy Christmas toys. But but what you got to realize is a lot of people go, they try and get like a, a holiday job. You uh-huh. know, I mean, there's drivers like, everybody's hiring them. They're been looking there, for people. Been there and done that. You know, you've done that, but what you've kind of can, you know, you do this all throughout the years, but now this is your heavy, heavy season. This is the heavy season in the fourth quarter for everyone. Uh, well, most people, fourth quarter, because people are looking for gifts. It might not be used clothing or anything, but your sales are going to go up uh, if you're out there listening and doing what we say. Also, people get gift cards for Hanukkah, for Christmas. So Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa. So besides Denver, besides Denver, December, February, January, your sales should go up if you're active on eBay and listing things because Granny didn't get you what you wanted and she went buy you that new video game because it was too violent. You go buy it yourself. Or you want a new pair of jeans but they have one over at Double, double Lava Comma. You can go buy it for yourself. Yeah, well, that's what I'm talking about. So, um, but what I, we're saying this is not like a small thing for you. This is a pretty good. It's, a, it's a good chunk. It's at least half of probably well making the year. Uh, it usually comes in this next and this quarter. Yeah, and that could be anywhere from, I mean, high end, high dream end would be you know twenty twenty five thousand yeah. dollars. Some people are making that 
plus, I mean, it's just how much time and inventory you have, obviously. And this is you, like I said, you, you've got a regular job. Yeah. But this is like, this is not only a hobby for you, this is a business that allows you to do a lot of things throughout the rest of the year. I'm going to be shooting four or five to $10,000 through the holidays. Yeah. That's, that's my goal. And let's be honest, you're going to hit it. Um, hopefully, I think that's why I got people out scouting right now saying, what do you think about this? Should I pick them up? And you've been hitting those numbers consistently for the past past few years. Um, yeah, I mean, I used to be a Santa, right? I cover kids' ears if they're there, whatever. I used to be one of Santa's helpers, and I, I do parties. I dress up as the jolly man. We talked about getting my own suit. We had a whole routine. I did family parties and stuff, and... You can make pretty good money, 50 to 100 bucks a stop. Yeah. People give you a little Christmas cheer. You make kids happy. I'd go. Um, my dad worked at a, a farm store. People bring their pets and sit them on my lap. we take pictures and the kids and all that, right? And, you know, you make anywhere from, yeah, about 50 to 100 bucks, something like that, depending on, on the gig. And it was in and out. And I was going to get to the point where we just booked parties all through December and November, right? And then you decided... The heck with that. I'm selling stuff online. Then I started selling on eBay, and I thought, this is a lot easier. It's a lot more money. You don't have to deal with kids or, or animals, which are what they tell you in uh, show business, never to work with kids or animals, because you don't know. You never know what you're going to get with either one of those. So occasionally I might still don the suit, but for uh, for the most part, this is my this is my busy season. This is your gig. And it could be, you know, I could be in bed and get a text message saying, hey, they got this new shipment of these toys. And all of a sudden, it's okay, get up, we're going to all the stores around, and go out till 1 in the morning trying to find things, and then I'm back to work at 6 o'clock the next morning, you know, that kind of thing. So it's, it's a, yeah, it's a... It's a grind. It's, it's a, a serious grind. grind. And when the things are selling, you're shipping them, you feel great. So, uh, so for everyone that's in these Facebook groups, and they're going to tell me what a scumbag I am, what an evil person I am, that I'm ruining Christmas, etc., Adam can go down the list. It is what month right now, Adam? September. I am buying the Christmas toys. I know what your kids want before your kids know, usually. I'm buying the items right now, so when you're telling me when it's two weeks before Christmas, how awful I am because I went to the store and took all this off the shelf. They're on the shelf right now for everybody to take. I'm just buying it now. And you're, so you're a smart guy. I figured, so you're, you're prepping for that, but you're, you're skipping over something. Friend of the program, he's big. He's huge. And I figure that he's getting ready for Halloween, and I'm sure he wants a lot of little, huge men coming around. Do you, you got any of those costumes, Donnie? Well, huge men. So here's something. Here's a fun fact. Um, I need to get on your liquidation store after this. So two, three years ago, when ShopCo was still in business, okay. uh, they'd have a clearance sale after Halloween. And I'd go, well, everyone does, but I'd go, and they'd have things like 75% off. And they had, I think they called them, Oh, it was some funny term. It was like presidential haircut wig. Something like that. Which was a Donald Trump wig. And they only had like three or four of them. I bought them for like, you know, four or five bucks at the most. And I sold those things. And this was after Halloween. I think I sold them for about 30 bucks a piece. And they just flew off the shelf. Flew off the shelf. And so the next year, I went to a little place called Alibaba.com. Oh, I've heard of that. And I thought, I'm going to buy a bunch of these wigs. And, you know, I'm going to import my own. They wanted, like, you know, $15 a, a thing unless you bought 10000 And they bring you down. But you still have to pay for shipping a container over. I thought, well, there's no way I'm going to ship over a container of Donald Trump wigs. Because even if they sell good, it's not going to go that great. But uh, if you're out looking around, you know, 
Halloween costumes. Um, every year, Walmart does a 50% off the day after. I'll usually go over and, and scan some of the better items. I think we've talked about this before, but um, like right now in Salt Lake, we have our, our Fan X, which is, used to be Com Comic-Con, Comic but they got sued. Um, everyone's got Comic-Cons. People dress up as cosplay, and they'll go to their favorite characters or, or different Halloween people, whatever. And if it's multiple days, sometimes people will do multiple costumes. So even though these are Halloween items, this is stuff that will sell year-round. Yeah. And so our parties, uh, somebody just wants to be funny and show up as Trump to work one day. Where are you going to buy a wig in the middle of, you know, uh, I don't know what month, throughout a month, June, July, you know, you're going to go online and find it. You're find it on eBay. So, yeah, depending on what you're going to be for Halloween. Um, buy it on eBay. Buy it on eBay. I got some masks. I got some some uh, costumes. Part of the problem with my Walmart is, I'll be honest, they put the prices on there. So it says, you know, this costume's 19 even though I picked it up for 10 Yeah. There's some I'd like to sell for 30 or $40, but you can't really do that because the person sees it and they get a little ornery. Yeah, depending on what it is, but what do you do? But yeah, so, so it's, it's that time of the season. Getting ready for Christmas, so I appreciate you telling me. Uh, that. Getting ready for Christmas, getting ready for Halloween. If you got things, old, even old costumes that you've worn around the house. I mean, clown wigs. Everybody, you know, it's a big holiday. So Yeesh. big holiday. I just there was some. There's a parade. We had the the festival this last weekend, Onion Days here, mm -hmm. and they had some uh, float. They're getting ready for the, the maze, you know, like the corn maze. Yeah. It's like a haunted corn maze. Oh, you and, love that. And they had these people dressed up in these clown-like scared... Dude, I'm getting, like, I'm already getting nervous about our Halloween episode. I was going to say, we're not... We're almost there. We're like a few episodes away from this, this Halloween episode we've been promising, so... I think maybe what we'll do is we'll have to do it after my birthday, that way in case I do die because of, I, I freak you, out. You want a bigger, bigger number on that headstone? I want or a what? bigger number on that. I want to say at least made it to I'm 38. <laughs> so. hey, folks, he's not kidding. I guess the fun thing. We joke around a lot. He's really nervous about this. Going down some deep, down, dirty paths. Yeah, yeah we'll have, it'll be a good episode. Um, oh. It'll be a lot more story than probably eBay on that one. But Yeah. Look around. I mean, things that could be costumes, start listing them now. Yeah, you, it's that time of year. And, yeah, we're probably a couple episodes away, so go ahead and tell your, your friends and family that if they want to hear Adam scared to death, they need to get listening. Uh, speaking of that, we picked up a new listener. I got a, a message um, today, actually, from a, a, one of my friends growing up, my old high school buddy, Ben Seavey, he started listening. Shut up. And he said, hey, just found the podcast, enjoying it. He's only to, like, episode 10 or something, but he has an answer. This is how I knew he was serious. Uh, he said, I know MacGyver's real name. <laughs> you know he's been listening. And uh, you want any guesses? Because I guess we had some part where we were trying to figure out what MacGyver's real name was. I don't know what MacGyver's real name is. Angus. Angus. He said he owns the box set, and he's, uh, he's, he's nerdy into the MacGyver, and... They say it once in one episode. They only mention it once. Wow. Angus MacGyver, and he said that he was not a fan of it. MacGyver was not a fan of his, his name. Well, thank you, friend Ben C. We talked about you over the weekend, too. Yeah. You must have had those ears burning. Must have. Must have came up on our uh, friend trip. Yeah, there you go. And we'll be diving into here in a bit. So you never know who's catching what little snippet. That's the, the weird part is we've put out so many episodes now, and, you know, we talk about things, and, you know, I think I remember... Sometimes we're talking about Derek's gay lord of honey that he punctured and splewed all over. 
Evan, I, I can't remember if we talked about it or not. I mean, I don't know that Adam listens to the show, I'll just be honest. Here's the thing. So people are saying you need to do more shows, more episodes, this, that, and the other. Let me break it down for you, folks. This, I love the show. I love doing it. I love coming out and hanging out with you. However, for me to do a show, we, we get together and re, re, uh, record it, which is usually a couple of hours. I go home, have to download it all. Then I have to go find our music that we're input underneath there. That doesn't take as much. I have to edit it. I have to listen through it and try to edit that. This mess that you get is the cleaned up version <laughs> of what happened. This mess. That usually takes a couple of hours to listen to, edit. Then I have to upload it onto the internet and put up all the show notes, put up all the tags. Then i got to do the same thing for um, CastBox because it's a separate thing than what we do. Then I have to do it for YouTube. You know, there's something, and maybe I, this is what I need to do to help because I've been, I've been trying to get better at this. I guess there's some platform that you do it on one thing and it pushes it to all the things. That would probably be good, but on, on YouTube, it's on a little separate thing. So, long story short, it takes me four to five hours to do a podcast. So, what we're looking is, for then is well, if you want to sponsor the show, then sure. we can throw in some more notes. Here. Sure, that's what I'm saying. If you want, if we want to do where you get your own special show, you pay me, I'll do it. I don't care. <laughs> I'm saying when you want more, you think five hours, two would be ten hours, <laughs> still have a full time job, still sourcing to eBay and spending time with my wife and family. So, that's, that's why when Adam brings it up, I say, whoa, 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 buddy. But I'm not complaining. I love it. Just just throwing the facts out there. Okay, sure. So you have a liquidation store next door. Yes. And the other day, I thought, I'm going to go over there. On my way home from work, I thought, I'm going to go over there. I'm going to find stuff, and I'm going to sell it. I'm going to say, look, I found this over at your liquidation. Oh, well, look what I found, and look what I sold it for. And you'll say, oh, that's awesome. Where did you find it? I'll say, right next door. So... I, I come over here, and there's nowhere to park for the liquidation store, which is problem number one for a store. Hey, not trying. Like, I hope these guys listen. I'm just trying to help. They seem like nice folk. So I have to park where I park when we do the podcast, which is in front of your office. So already, kind of a deterrent for people to come shop at your shop. Second, if I didn't know you were a liquidation store, or that you were open, I would not stop because that was an old pegboard. Hey, they just put up a new sign. I'll have to look. Just got it up. It was a pegboard that had, like, black spray paint that said, They were just waiting, look. waiting for their sign to come in. So I go in there, and I see this item. I'm like, oh, that looks like a good item. I'm going to scan it. And what it was was a yeah, shaving cream, um, can warmer thing. I thought, well, people pay for that. Yeah. That looked kind of old and dusty and sunbeat, which is usually what I go for in retail arbitrage, right? So I go and dust it off and scan it. Uh, I thought, I'll be dipped in boil out if this thing isn't selling for $50 on eBay. Uh, this is what I'm going to buy and shove it right in Adam's face and say, look what I found next door and sold. So I, I, find the, uh, I find the price tag on this item, and they're wanting uh, $50 for it. So right then and there, I think, well, that's a net zero. But then I also think it's dusty. It's got uh, sunburns on it. It's uh, faded. Ain't nobody going to pay $50 for that here. Yeah, I mean, Because I'm, that's what the online price is. I mean, yeah, on eBay, I'm going to have 5,000 people look at it before one person pays for it. Here you're going to have 10 people look at it, and no one's going to pay for it. And so... That's the thing that we talk about through MacGyver Jack. You're looking at yeah. a, a, a shop in the middle of nowhere facing it. I mean, who knows? I, hopefully, if they're doing it well, they're doing it selling it on eBay, too. I mean, I, I hope it goes well for them. But then I kind of looked around, and their prices were... Uh, we're right on par for my retail arbitrage, which, I mean, that's their prerogative. Obviously, they want to be making the most profit that they can be with their items. 
and the selection. It looked like Granny needed to come over there and tell them they ain't going to sell much out of an empty wagon. And that wagon didn't have the most space to begin with. Well, Jim goes to show you. Be selling online. So, so bless your heart. Hope you do well. Liquidation store next door. However, we'll be your biggest supporters. I, I think there might be a, uh, I mean, they're just opening, so I'm not going to say anything negative, but. Never know. Hope it, hope it turns out well for them. Have you been over there yet? I have not. Well, you, you best get over there sooner than later. I'll just say that much. <laughs> we, we can do that, so. Ah. All right. Are you ready to get derailed? Yeah, we might as well. You got you got any good stuff for me? Well, well first off, Kay, um, we will get derailed, and we'll go into our friend Wendover trip, which uh, is probably going to be a major part of, of what's going on here. I did have some people reach out to me. I, I mean, this is this is the past. This has happened. We took two or three episodes talking about it, so I don't want to spend too much time because not everyone's into college football. I get it. People want to know what happened with you on Thursday for the game that were listening, and they said, what happened with Adam? What, was he wearing on the sideline? Did he go? Did you go with him? Break down what happened for your BYU-Utah experience real fast. So for, for people that don't know, I also uh, own a company that we make an amazing off-road wheelchair. <clears throat> and if you haven't seen it yet, it's called Extreme Modus. You've heard the commercials for weeks. you heard the commercials. Go check it out on our website, on our Facebook. That's where a lot of our stuff is. And again, kind of the same thing as this podcast. Like This online is a new spectrum. It's a new game, and there's so many different avenues and things like, for instance, this is just, you know, I post stuff to Facebook, and then it also goes to Instagram, and like Facebook, I don't know, we'll get a couple, five, six, seven hundred likes or something on a picture over a, you know, a, a day or two, <clears throat> and I go over to Instagram, and there's like 3,000, and I'm like, I don't even know how to run this. Yeah, it's a, it's a whole new world, technology, and... It, and here's the thing. The only way you're ever going to learn it is by doing it. And that's what I've been trying to do. And same thing with this podcast. Like, let's be honest, six months ago, we didn't even know what we were doing. Oh, no. And, and now we're to the point where I just complain that I don't know what I'm doing, but it takes me time. Yeah. And I mean, we're, we're getting better, but... Embellishment sometimes. Embellishment. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So getting back to the story. I don't want to de- derail the story because... Derail not, on the derail. I'm not skirting your question, okay? We've got these really cool wheelchairs that we make, all right? And... Um, we're here locally in Utah, and I am a huge, passionate sports fan. And I looked at this the same aspect. I says, I'm going to go out this gorilla style. I'm not going to ask anybody. I'm just going to. I'm going to make a BYU blue chair and a University of Utah red chair, and I'm going to throw it out there and see who bites on it first. And we had somebody from the University of Utah, uh, one of their assistant swim coaches. Uh, saw us on Twitter. We went. We made a chair for his daughter. Um, she has a really cool green chair. Lily, she's amazing. We did that for them, and that's kind of as far as it went with the university. Because, um, again, like I'm at this whole thing. I don't know who to call. I don't know what to do. I'm like, hey, uh, hey, hey uh, Kyle Whittingham, guess what? We got this cool wheelchair. When can we bring it by? Uh, yeah, Kyle's not taking that call. You know, who would I call up? You know, I call up every single person on the list. I mean, literally, we called probably 40 people. And then the one person we talked to, like, no, that, you can't do anything with that here. We, we can't endorse that. I'm like, we're not trying to have you endorse anything. You know, again, we're trying to figure this out. So We're, I, we're busy winning football that's, games. We're, we're busy doing this thing. So I says, all right, let's see what we can do. So um, anyways, contact a bunch of people there. Contact a bunch of people from BYU. And my real goal is I wanted this to be for, like, they have, like, a Thursday Heroes. You know, they're bringing, out of practice, 
they're bringing a, a child or an adult with some sort of, of uh, disability, and we want the chair to be used for them so that, you know, they can enjoy life. And that's what we did, and we got a hold of the right person at BYU after about 35 different people got looped through emails. Anyways, we took it over to practice one day. Uh, they loved it. They said that was amazing. They asked us to build them a bigger one, and we built them a bigger one large enough for a football player to be hauled on and off the field. Um, the smaller one, one of their assistant coaches, his brother uses it, been using it all winter long, all summer, and we just found out about it about a month ago. Um, his name's uh, Topher Clark, um, one of those weird – he got uh, diagnosed with ALS about three and a half years ago, and that before he was totally normal, totally normal guy. And now he is 100% confined to a wheelchair, um, has, has lost like his ability to speak. You know, Any kind of real motion is, is gone. So they use our chair to take him out running every single day. His brothers come over and push him. and So it's been a really good feel-good type thing. Uh, so that's the one chair, and their larger chair, like I said, they use to take players on and off the field when they get injured. So we built that the last game of the year last year. They got it, never used it, and then this was the first game of the year. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I said, yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm going to go. So I went to the game. I was in neutral colors. I, I wasn't wearing red. I wasn't wearing blue. I was wearing a gray shirt because I was there on the sideline to, you know, I was there to support our product. I wasn't there supporting any specific team. Uh, although you were, in your heart, supporting a specific team. Yeah, I wanted the one. In uh, your heart. I, I, from, a, from a selfish point, like, I was hoping somebody was mildly injured so we could go get them off the field. <laughs> <laughs> and the one thing when you watch sports and stuff that you always hear is, I uh, just hope no one gets hurt. Uh, as long as we have a good game, no one gets hurt. Win or lose, you know, health is the most important thing. <laughs> it just drops. I was hoping somebody might get mildly injured so we got some TV time. <laughs> I mean, you want the real truth? Like, that's kind of what we were hoping for. And it happened three times. But I... <laughs> mildly injured that they can't get up with their own power, but not, not getting the ambulance out there taking my, taking my TV time. I don't even go to a break while they cart them off on that uh, stretcher. And all three times they were, like, they had cramps. Yeah, yeah, man, that one guy was hotling off. That was the University of Utah guy. You can still go help him out, I, help your brother out. And I didn't know how that kind of worked out, so I'm kind of in the... You want to get in the phase. University of Utah, you go over there and you help their guy. And then they're like, well, what's this? And you're like, I've been trying to get a hold of you. I, I guess... You had the opportunity. They say when one door closes, God opens another one. And I guess you have the windows that's open. me trying to figure out what I'm supposed to be doing. Because there's no like official, like there isn't a, a, a sheet that says, hey, dude, when somebody goes down, we want you to go out there. Well, that's I'm, what I asked you. I'll, I'll peel it back a little bit. I said, are you going to get sued? <laughs> You're not like an EMT or nothing. No, I'm just going to be pushing somebody. So that's that's what happened. Hey, you had the best seat in the house. You're sending out pictures to everyone. It was, it was an amazing time. I love the fact, like, the university, Brigham Young University, they're amazing. Their staff, like, they help so many people. And, uh, you know, I'm beyond grateful. Before the game started, we had a racing chair that we were able to go take uh, pictures with Coach Tom Sataki with. And during the game, I was actually able to show that chair to, um, to Ryan Smith, the owner of, of Qualtrics, uh, the guy who does Five for the Fight. He's got a patch for the Utah Jazz. You know, again, we're, we're really hoping to get some awareness to a lot of these organizations. And let, let me throw this out here. I have to stir the pot just a bit. 
Now, you uh, you met with uh, Kalani Sataki's dad before the game, right? That is correct. Now, for those of you that don't know, Kalani Sataki is the coach of Brigham Young, right? Yes, he is. Now, you weren't watching the game at home. I know that you weren't watching at home because you were there. Did you record it? I did not record it. There was a point in the game for, it seemed like, a quarter and a half, they interviewed Zach Wilson's mom and dad, who were in the crowd. Have you heard about this? Uh, I'm not familiar with where you're going with Oh, this. Zach Wilson's the quarterback for BYU. Now, he grew up a large University of Utah fan. And they asked the, uh, the parents what they'd done with their University of Utah apparel, since the dad used to play for BYU, or he played for University of Utah, now his kids play for BYU. Not familiar with that. You didn't know that Zach Wilson's dad played for the University of Utah? Don't even know who that is. The quarterback for BYU. He, yeah. He went on a date with two cheerleaders. Haven't you heard about this kid? Not sure. He took him to prom. Doesn't have the stereotype at all, but he took two, uh, two cheerleaders to... This is me saying it. Yeah, this isn't Adam saying it. This is D-Rail with Derek. So anyways, they interview the parents, and they ask the mom, what did you do with your Ute gear? And she says, well, it's on the top shelf at home, but we got four boys. I hope they all play at BYU. Of course. But afterwards, you know, he played here, so we'll be Utah fans afterwards. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. So moral of the story is you can support more than one program. <laughs> moral of the story is I just got caught off before I hit my punchline. <laughs> moral of the story. I want to know where. You can support more than one place because here's the thing. Support what, your kids. What our company does is we support people with disabilities, people with cancer, people with severe, uh, you know, that is who the real winners are. Klein Sataki used to coach at the University of Utah. Yes, he did. He used to coach at Oregon State with Gary Anderson as well. He sure did. I'm just wondering if you have a chance to ask his father what they did with the University of Utah clothing that they used to have back when he coached there, if they kept it or not. I have not had that. Because there might be a time where he might coach elsewhere. I don't know. I love I love Kalani Sataki. And at some point, Kyle Whittingham can't coach anymore. Now, I, as a person, would just endorse if he came home. That's all. You never know what's going to happen. But all I, know is I hope he has much success at BYU, except for in that last game. Kalani's a great guy. They're a great program. They've been nice to Adam. We wish him success every they single They usually week. win me money when I go bet for or mainly against them. So they've been nothing but good to me. So bottom line. And Zach had, Wilson went on a date with two We had a great time. Cheerleaders. We had a wonderful time. To prom. We met with some. Yeah, I heard that. We met with some investors who really, really like their product. So, bottom line, hopefully, you're going to start seeing these wheelchairs a lot That's more. That's the first derail that Adam <laughs> was not having any. But once again, that was all Derek. Adam has no. He does not agree with anything I, I just said there. I do not endorse anything that this scumbag says. He means all this right now. Read it on the internets. He is an awful human being. If you don't believe so, he is taking your children's Christmas gifts. So anyways, it was a great time. Good game. We had fun. Stayed there during the rain out. Yeah, it's closed at like, what What time did you get home? I didn't get home till like 1.15. Yeah, it was a rough next day, but I was happy because Red had won. I won a few bets at work. I, I was happy, like, nobody got injured. <laughs> Severely. But a few I, minor injuries come go. You've been happy to help out. I spoke with the sideline reporter for ESPN. That went really well. So hopefully, 
And we're just trying to get down the right path. Did you get a contact number or card for that? I got her information. Okay. She'll be doing I was going to say her. I didn't want to act no, like you were, you were talking to, no, you know, getting information from women. No, it was it was the woman sideline reporter. I got her information. She'll be doing the Virginia, William, and Mary game this week with okay. your favorite Bronco Mendenhall as head coach. I wish you'd come back to BYU. And so do some others. So there you go. That's that's how, not, the, football, not that's how the football game went. Okay. You uncomfortable enough? You're scratching your forehead, but you're only using one finger. I don't, I don't understand what you're doing there. I'm just saying, let's get to the point. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I was trying to get to the point. You kept trying to cut me off. We got derailed real bad. So okay, so the the, the issue was people just wanted to know what you were wearing because we went back and forth with it. You were neutral. You showed up. You did your job, and everyone was cool with you. You love it. Great time. You'll probably go several more games this season. I'll I'll be there with uh, you know quite a few things. We got some good. If you're ever at those games, look up down the sideline and find Adam. Holler at him. Buy him a cougar tail. Say what's up. Tell him you listen to the podcast. We're usually about the uh, thirtieth. 30-yard line in the northeast, no, north, yeah, northeast end zone. So, down by the way, they, they, anytime they, they score, they shoot off those big rockets, you know, the, the gun things, and and it just blows my ears off. So, yeah, i got to get used to that. Yeah, you get you some uh, ear protection. I probably do. get you some, some uh, I don't know, the big cans, or you can get you just the little ones you put in, like, for shooting guns. Yes. Rock concert type ear protection. Well, that just zipped by, ear, my ear friend. Plugs. That oh. zipped by. Well, hold on. We need to do the Wendover. Do you want to do Wendover, or should we save it for next week? Guess we're going to have to save it for next week. I mean, we're, we've, we've been churning away, man. We're already an hour plus into yeah, it. Yeah, we'll save it for next week. Next week, uh, I made Adam uncomfortable there, but we'll get into our, our Wendover friends trip. And, uh, and there's two things, Adam. That uh, one, I won't be invited back here ever again. So this might be the last Death Piles and Taxes show. If there's a bus, he will throw his friend under it. My my friend was originally I hey, won't, uh, who who is soon will be death, and he'll have a pile, and he'll have to pay taxes. Pay Those taxes. are the two things that are certain. My friend is cutting off the show right as I go. Death Piles. He used to not be and taxes. But we have these stories that go back for great. Right? <laughs>